I just like that it's like the idea that alcohol takes away your inhibitions and it's like your inhibitions are just preventing you from speaking more ancient Greek (laughs) or like talking about that stuff more like wild night out for Charlotte. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bears and Brews podcast. I am Pam and I'm joined by Salome. And Charlotte. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlotte. I was waiting for her to say hi and then I was going to say <laughs> and Charlotte. But... I didn't know what you were waiting for. I thought you were waiting for me to say hi because I always no, do. No, <laughs> I do it different every time. It's my fault. And Charlotte. From Charlotte. So. <laughs> and yeah. Charlotte. I was kind of expecting you to scream again, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's Charlotte? She's back, y'all. She's back. I know. You're all moved in. Yes. No, well, well, kind of. I wouldn't say all moved in, but I'm in the new house. So you're all set. You're getting settled. Salome, how was your week? I just want to check oh, I in. Say, I'm gonna... How settled are you? I'm like still not settled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Charlotte, Charlotte's been more on top of it than I have. Uh, you got your office all set up? Oh, I moved my desk so I can, yeah, it's like a little more private. Um, Work's been pretty busy lately, but it's been good busy. Like I enjoy it. It's been, it's been great, but yeah, really busy. Cool. How about you, Pam? Did you move too? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I have a couple things going on uh, that are cool, but yeah, we don't have to but spend time secret. on it. I saw, I saw, tw- I do have a secret thing, but I saw 22 moose last weekend. That is insane. In one day, which when you texted ties- that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And of course I left my good camera at home and the Always. zoom on the zoom on iPhone sucks ass. Dumbass. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So that, that ties the record for how many moose I've seen in a day. That's amazing. That is the record. So you've you've uh-huh. previously seen twenty two in a day, in that same area uh, in like April or March or something. Yeah, that's amazing. I know, I know. Um, yeah, so that's my cool wildlife stuff. That is uh, super do you guys, cool. Do you guys want to hear the bear fact of the day? Yeah, always. Bears don't have whiskers. Really, I would have think they did because like so many four-legged mammals do like dogs and cats (laughs) so i'm weird like i forget that my dogs or cats have whiskers and then when i notice that they do that's all that i can see but they're so cute and they're so like like eve for example my cat eve is like on the chair she's laying across the back of the chair and like if i look at her i'm just like oh you're so adorable and i look at everything and then when i notice her whiskers i'm like fuck your whiskers are huge and then that's like all that i can think about (laughs) Like, I forget that they have them. And then I'm just like, what? You have whiskers? Like, I always, I'm like always rediscovering that. So, you know. Like, manatees have them. Oh, my God. They do. Seals do, right? I've seen seal whiskers. Seals Mm -hmm. have Seals do. And I assume otters definitely have them. Um, What are we all drinking? Nothing. I had some water earlier. 
I'm actually drinking white wine because uh, <gasps> my friend that visited brought – I know. Isn't that crazy? She uh, bought David and I this really adorable bottle of white wine when we closed on the house. And then I've had it here um, like reserved for when she visited so I could have a glass with her. Aww. So today, today is part one of a two-parter. Um, today, we will be covering the basics of American bison. And bison. next, yeah, no. And the next week, uh, <laughs> we're going to get into like their history, um, their almost extinction, their impact on cattle or lack thereof, uh, and kind of their tumultuous story of of what they've had to go through since European settlers came to America. I'm almost exclusively going to be talking about wild bison uh, unless, unless I say otherwise. Um, so we'll talk about like different population fluctuations and stuff like that. But there's a, right now in North America, there's about half a million bison, but only 20, about 20,000 are wild. And that includes oh, Canada and the U.S. I didn't even US. realize there was something other than wild. I thought they were all wild. I didn't even know yeah. that. So there's um, there's a couple different kinds. So we have wild ones. And then there are herds that are um, like conservation herds is okay. what they're considered. And then there's farmed bison as well. So you go get your buffalo burger or whatever. Um, so mm. they do yeah, taste there's, good. They really do. I'm a big fan. I've had one before. Yeah. Um, and so, so there's about half a million now and next week we will talk a lot more about what was going on to cause all of this. But before 1800s, there was about 30 million to a hundred million of them in they North were all America. Over. Mm-hmm. That's why and, I assume that's why the city that I'm now living near is named Buffalo. Right. They were just kind of all over the place. They actually went, and and that includes both subspecies, which we'll talk about in a second. But basically, Alaska through Canada, all the way down into Mexico, those historic bison ranges. They just weren't really on the coasts. Uh, But yeah, there were a lot. And it got down to, their population got down to only 300 wild bison. No way. Full stop, 300, not 300,000, not 300 million, 300. They seem so populous when we go to, when we go to Yellowstone. So like, it didn't really, I think I did know about this, but it never really occurs to me because there se- it seems like there's so many of them. Well, Yellowstone was even I go worse. somewhere where they have them. Yeah. And, and that's actually the largest wild herd uh, is in Yellowstone, but uh, in Yellowstone specifically, there were literally only 24. That's insane. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And we'll talk more about the Yellowstone ones here in a little bit. But uh, yeah. So look forward to next week because we are going to talk about that wild ride, which is bison in North America because it's a bit of a shit show. Um, but it is, <laughs> it's getting a lot better. It's definitely getting a lot better. And there is good things happening. So. Uh, it'll be it'll be prior bad stuff and current good stuff, <laughs> which, you know, normally I just talk about bad all, all all across the board. But fun fact, bison are Pam's mom's favorite animal. Yes, Aww. they are. <laughs> I didn't remember that. That's so cute. Shout out to Pam's mom. 
I think they're my dad's favorite animal from his Yellowstone visit, too. He really likes the person. They are so cool. So first thing I want to talk about is the etymology. So bison versus buffalo. So a bison is not a buffalo and buffalo are not bison. Now, that being said, so bison what we're going to talk about today, the animal bison, they are found in North America and Europe. And then buffalo, those are found in Africa Africa and Asia. So water buffalo and Cape Mm, buffalo. Okay. That makes sense. Because I've seen nature documentaries with water buffalo, I think, before. (laughs) They look pretty different. Yeah. And like, even before modern DNA analysis, scientists kind of already knew that they were very, very, very distantly related. So to give you kind of a time frame, um, water buffalo and Cape buffalo split from what is now um, what is now the family that has bison, cattle, and yak about seven and a half million years ago. That so they is, are pretty fucking far apart. I was going to say, that's pretty far removed. <laughs> And, and I think it's like six different ways on their phylogenetic tree. That's kind of impressive because they still look so similar. You would expect them to be like kind of closer related. Yeah, like they both have like the beard, right? That's what I'm picturing. Well, they both, so the North American bison or bison, they have that bigger hump, which we'll talk about. Um, they have the woolly kind of coats, uh, which we'll also talk about. But yeah, I'm looking at a picture of a water buffalo now, and they actually don't look as similar as I thought they looked. That's that's kind of what we would call. I mean, it it's technically divergent evolution because they do have a common ancestor. But when two species evolve in different areas and evolve to have the same traits, that's called convergent evolution. And they really the only traits they share are that they're big bovines okay right like a lot of other stuff is different bison split from cattle modern cattle and yaks about two million not modern cattle jesus (laughs) yeah modern two million years ago that's modern (laughs) you're good i know so little about evolution i honestly wouldn't have even batted an eye if you hadn't mentioned that i would just be like yeah yeah that sounds right Yeah, so bison, yak, and what eventually became modern cattle split from each other, or kind of like, not from each other, but split into their own their own realms about two million years ago, a little over two million years ago. So even them, I mean, the bison's closest relative is a yak, but that's still pretty distant. Okay, I'm going to ask a question that I think annoys Pam, but I'm very curious about. Are there Can any- they breed? Yes. I find okay. hybrids, <laughs> animals, like, very interesting. That was going to be a butt thing. I have some of that in my notes. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay, I, good. Thank I, you for I putting did. it in. Yes, I did just for you. So, okay, so <laughs> then why, so then what's with the word buffalo, right? So when white settlers came over, they were calling them buffalo because of their resemblance to Cape buffalo interesting. and water buffalo. That makes sense. Yeah, and and I used to be Charlotte. You probably remember when I was like this. I used mm-hmm. to be such a stickler about the terminology. I like how Pam said used to be a stickler. 
Yeah. Well, like I'm past. Well, she actually learned tense. something. I don't remember exactly what it was. She but actually she, learned remember, something. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just remember when you learned it, and you were like, "Oh, check this out! Like, this is so interesting." Literally, but now I don't okay, remember what it was. Guys, hey, Charlotte, I actually <laughs> learned something. <laughs> Sorry, I don't need to be oh a bitch. <laughs> I, I would advise, I would encourage all of our listeners, if you learn something that challenges the way you think, or completely disproves the way you think it's okay to start thinking differently yes like that's an okay thing and in it this case growth. i am one of those growth people. and maturity yeah so so what i learned probably about a year just a year or so ago um was that the term buffalo started to be used by native americans when they were learning aka forced assimilation when they were learning english okay. because that's what the settlers were calling them so they thought you know, they just called it like, if you don't know a language and someone says this word is this, you just think that's what it is. Right. And that has continued. So that term is still used by native Americans today. And is they bison we will find out more next week, but bison are such a big part of so many aspects of native American history and heritage and all sorts of things. So out of respect for indigenous peoples, I no longer get an eye twitch when someone calls a bison a buffalo, especially because we know what they fucking mean, yes, right? Yes. Like we know they mean a bison. Yeah, That's a big thing is um, I've argued with a lot of people is like, if you know what the person's trying to say or referring to, then, you know. This is why stupid. I think it's dumb when people say like fudge instead of fuck. Like we know what you're replacing. <laughs> The word is just okay. say fuck. There are many reasons that's dumb. That is one of the reasons. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. Okay. So like I said before, they're in the Bovidae family um, and they have their own genus. That's such a fun word. And I, I do, I did want to say just real quick, because I get this question a lot. They are not at all related to woolly mammoths. Like they had like a common ancestor way the fuck back in the day. That's a question you get a lot because just because they're so like hairy. Because I don't think they're that big. Would ever occurred to me. Because bison yeah. have been living on this continent for several hundred thousand years and they lived alongside mammoths. And they are actually, there's actually a lot of speculation that bison are part of the reason mammoths went extinct because it was oh. easier for bison to get all those food resources. One of that the reasons. Oh. Yeah. So like a wolf coyote situation, but they didn't adapt like coyotes did and they went extinct. Yeah. But opposite because no? bison were smaller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people do ask when they find out that bison ha are prehistoric, right? So that's amazing. Yeah. How um, similar were those bison to like modern bison? Oh, modern oh bison. Oh, my God. You guys literally aren't even looking at my detailed outline, and that's the <laughs> next thing I'm going to talk about. So, okay. I do have it pulled up, but I didn't no, look that's at it not before my outline. I asked that question. I have a detailed oh. one with all the facts. You guys just have the overview. I feel like you gave me, like, the kid scissors. Like, what is I this? I did. I put it in the group chat. Like, kids are rounded. <laughs> but, I, like, but I put it in the group chat. I can't handle the whole outlet. Just kidding. Because, no. The whole outlet? No, because I I want the genuine responses and questions. That's why you don't know the details. You just know what we're going to well, cover. apparently our genuine questions are literally what you would have us say anyway. So, <laughs> there it goes. I don't have you just say kidding. anything. <laughs> okay. That's what she says. That's what she wants you guys to think. 
That's true. Uh, so yeah, so American bison are huge. They're the largest land mammal in North America. So they're about six feet tall at the shoulder, and they weigh anywhere from like 900 to 2,800 pounds. The wild they're fucking ones. big. They're fucking huge. <laughs> so they're sorry. I'm making like Napoleon dead in my face. So bigger than because I'm trying to think other land land mammals. I just said. So like I other, just said they're the no, largest sorry. land mammals. I know, in North <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just. I'm just processing it. Okay. I'm Wait. trying to just compare them to other big stuff. So like I was like, wait a second, elephants are definitely bigger, but then I mean North America. No, yeah. See, thank you, Charlotte. But I thank said you. That. I understood where you were going with that. But I said <laughs> that. I'm that. just like picturing all of their animals and I'm like, I said North biggest. America. <laughs> I know okay. you said it, but I'm just it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. It is crazy. Um, and it's crazy that people just fucking walk up to them and try to pet them. Literally. Like, like, like doesn't something in your, like, you know, like the lizard brain, like before we were more advanced, <laughs> what, what is shut off in your lizard brain that, that says walking up to a 2000 pound mammal survival is Survival okay? of the fittest. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say natural selection. Those people with their lizard brains with their lizard brains would have been like gored by bison and then wouldn't have reproduced in theory darwin award sadly we've bypassed natural selection so but because we artificially keep people alive and shit now like they survive being gored by bison yeah well some of them some of them yeah not all of them so most of them are about 1200 to 1500 pounds but they can be up to 2800 so that's a that lot is right? car size Okay, you know how I always try to compare animals to like the size of my old car? <laughs> that one is. <laughs> okay. I love that you know how much your fucking car weighed. How do you guys not, you guys know how much your cars weigh, right? No. How, why like would, roughly? why? No. Why would I know that? <laughs> it's just like, like when you research them before you buy, it's like one of the stats that pops up. It, yeah, but. It's not the one I'm looking at. Why do people go up? Like, would you be comfortable being directly in front of an erratic, unpredictable drunk driver? That's the same thing yeah, the size, as being the in front of a bison. Yeah. Yeah. Like a the size and horns. you can't predict what an animal's going to do. Yeah. Literally. <gasps> like you're about to get run over by a car. You're about oh to get God. run over by a bison. Same fucking thing. Why are people going up to bison that are wild? Like, are you insane? That's a really that's a really good comparison. I like that. It's a very good point. So bison are huge, right? But their ancestor, the steppe bison, and that steppe <laughs> S T E P P E like a half, right? The geological oh, that's literally the <laughs> geological I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> formation, a step. Right. Um, they went extinct about twenty to thirty thousand years ago. They were eight feet tall at the shoulder. And weighed about 4,400 pounds. Also bigger than your accord. <laughs> Sorry. They had long straight horns that were actually three times longer than modern bison. Um, and and in so there have been a couple species in between those. So it wasn't like just the steppe bison and now this tiny one. But all the other ones have disappeared as well. So over time, they've shrunk into what they are now, which is crazy to think that this is their shrunken state i mean i guess it like makes sense that 
like big would have an big animals would have an advantage, but not too big, then then it would become a disadvantage. So it makes sense that they shrank, but only so far. Although, yeah, if they keep shrinking, just think about how cute a mini bison would be. It'd be adorable. Oh my gosh, like running around the house, right? That it would, would be, be like those baby muskox <laughs> videos. Yes, I love the baby muskox videos. <laughs> so. They, like I said before, they came over to North America a little under 200,000 years ago. And the, over the course of about 100,000 years ago to about 10,000 years ago, basically the late Pleistocene era, this is when they broke off into two subspecies. Um, and I'm going to give you guys their, their full Latin names as well. So remember, they're in the bison genus and their species is bison. So one of the subspecies is the wood bison and their Latin name is bison, bison, Athabasca. And then the plains bison, which is bison, bison, bison. Bison, bison, bison. (laughs) That's familiar. Did you mention that before? I think I have talked about it before. And yes, Charlotte, they can interbreed, including with European bison. Oh, now that's interesting because you would think Wait, they would have diverged enough that they maybe couldn't. Uh, but that's there that's are European bison. Did I miss that? Did you say that? You earlier? missed that. Yeah, I said that oh, earlier. Shit. I'm so sorry, guys. What now? I have to ask the two obvious questions. So, like, are the hybrids like they're? I don't know. I was going to say they're like double bison. They're still like bison. They're just like. Bison, 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 bison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to just touch on the wood bison. I don't want to go super into them. Um, they are a little bit larger than the plains bison, but not by much, you know, a couple, like a couple inches or so at the shoulder and a couple hundred pounds more. And they are native to the colder areas and woodlands. So like Alaska and Canada, although they were extirpated from Alaska in the early 1900s. And, but they were reintroduced actually in 2015 from Canadian herds. And yeah. And so successfully. Uh, yeah, well, it's still, I mean, it's been eight years, so it's kind of hard to tell. So right now in Alaska, there's about 70 because of last winter, last winter was so fucking harsh. Um, but it got up to about 150 and then a a lot of them died last Mm -hmm. winter. So there's about 70 now. And then there's about 7,000 in Canada of those wood bison. Well, all right. I mean, it sounds like, you know successful yeah. so and there far. is also a herd of plains bison in alaska um by delta oh Junction. really okay yeah they were put there and they've just thrived but interesting i wouldn't have expected that um but with the plains bison that's what we're going to talk about the most and for those like i said earlier there's only about fifteen thousand left wild in north america but that's a huge recovery from those other numbers we were talking about, right? 24 in Yellowstone, a right. uh, little over 300 wild in North America. And there's some kind of cool facts about them. So there's only three herds of wild, genetically pure bison in the country. So what that means is they were not outcrossed with cattle, which we will talk about more next week but that was part of the conservation efforts in the early 1900s to keep them alive so yes they can breed with cattle interesting Mm -hmm. there's another 
breeding fact for you, Charlotte. They can breed with cattle. <laughs> I just find this so interesting. Thank you for tailor for tailoring the outline to my uh, niche interests. Yeah. Do you have a note that says like for Charlotte? Like in parentheses? <laughs> it, I literally do. I said, and yes, Charlotte, they can interbreed, including with European ones. <laughs> Aww, that's so cute. So, all right. So these herds. So Yellowstone, I said earlier, that's the biggest one. Um, there is one in South Dakota at Wind Cave National Park. And there's one in Utah. It's not the Antelope Island one. It's the one down in the Henry Mountains. So those are the only three completely wild, genetically pure herds in the country. There are, you know, there are captive ones, but those are the wild ones. Fascinating. Yeah. And cool fact about Yellowstone, it's the only place in the United States where bison have lived continuously since prehistoric times. Wow. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Very cool. I mean, it was down to 24 at one point, but. Yeah, that's insane. But they were still there. Yep. And um, like I said earlier, it's the largest herd on public lands. There's about 6,000 of them and they're spread through two like primary breeding herds, uh, one in the interior and of the those park ones, and one in the northern range. Those ones are the genetically pure? They're in, they're genetically pure and the the only wild ones that are the only ones to continuously live there. since. I think that's really impressive, especially considering how like 24 and they've just grown without you know being interred. so they weren't interbred sorry um so those are kind of two different facts right so they were supplemented with um with with other bison from from other areas gotcha okay yes yeah but those were also genetically pure because they did that before they started breeding them with cattle so they were supplemented by farmers. Do they look a lot different, the ones that have been, like, intermixed? With- Not at this point. It happened so long ago. Uh, you you can really only tell if you do a DNA analysis. Interesting. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to share my screen because I want to show you guys. I'm going to show you guys. This is their historical range. Oh, wow. That's huge. Almost the whole country. And we will post these on our socials, so please pull those up and you can follow along. Uh, The dark brown is the plains bison, the light brown is the wood bison, and then this like pinkish one is an extinct ancestor. Okay, they're up Um, where it's real cold. Yeah. Yeah. Up in the uh, Canadian Like muskox territory. Yeah. (laughs) So this is what it used to be. This is what it was... Uh, in the 1800s, you can see this map is taken off of or taken from written from notes from some naturalists in the late 1800s. And so the brown, the darker brown is there is their populations in those kind of specific areas where they still were. And then the lighter pink is where they were throughout the 1800s, but no longer were in the late 1800s. I think this guy made this map in like, okay, when did he make this map? Like 1891, I want to say he made this map. Well, and it's already shrank so much, you can tell. 
Yeah. And actually, we'll talk about it more next week. But they there was um, at one point five thousand bison were being killed a day. Oh, my God. Fucking sick. And there's a lot of reasons why. We'll get into some next week, but it's not it's not just for like food and shit. There's some shady ass reasons why. Okay, so that's what it was like in like 1891. And then this is what it's like now. Oh my god. It's just dots of her different herds. Oh, I couldn't even I thought it was just like words. I, I they're so small. It yeah. Yeah. That's also, really sad. Why is there one like off the coast of California? <laughs> Maybe on Catalina Island. <laughs> so is that what white people go there so these are considered wild bison okay these herds uh, so they might be like you guys or i guess you don't live in colorado anymore but the ones in like the national Ar- arsenal national wildlife refuge yeah, or whatever yeah, by denver yeah. those are considered wild um but again they're not genetically pure right but these ones are considered wild herds of bison but you can see how much smaller i mean it's almost non-existent this just makes me sad like literally an hour and a half away from me is buffalo new york named after bison and there's like no bison in new york and not even anywhere or no wild bison in new york and not even anywhere close to new york and it's like wow this place that like was so full of bison that it, we literally named a city after them. One of the really well, it's now one of the major cities, like. And also, maybe that's why you guys call them bison instead. It of is. Bison. No, no, it is. It's, it's <laughs> very. It's kidding. it's from about Buffalo to uh, like Buffalo to basically where I am, and then it turns back to bison. That's so crazy. It's a very the, very localized uh, pronunciation. <laughs> It catches on though. I I feel like I, I think just, that's better. I accidentally said it the other day. I will say no, that. you didn't. That's I so did, funny. Yeah. As yeah. much shit as you guys gave me for saying it the first time we went to Yellowstone. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about their habit too. Ha- habit habitats. Also, <laughs> uh, so wood bison they like the woods. Uh, plains bison like the plains. Although they are both adapted to kind of both habitats at this point so seems like a really versatile adaptable animal they really are and 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 let's talk about that so one reason is their coats so their coats are a bit complex so they have like those woolly kind of top coats you see like that really really dark brown and then they have the shorter guard hairs underneath like a lot of mammals have that two system coat right the difference with bison is um, in the winter, that darker kind of woolly hair covers their whole bodies, and then they scrape a bunch of it off in spring. And throughout the summer, that that thicker, darker stuff is only like from their mm. shoulders-ish forward and on their back and their heads, right? Especially they look so like gross, not gross, but like they look so... Unkempt. Unkempt, that's a good word. Very unkempt. Um, unkempt bison yes yeah yeah when they're like scraping it off but but as with everything else there's a purpose right so that thicker fur helps keep insects from biting them but and and that's that's in the front right um and it also helps like protect their heads a little more during the rut and the shorter hair on their back end helps keep them cool Okay. So it's kind of a trade-off, like mm. less insects on the front. Like a reverse mullet. 
type situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, but here's the cool thing. Uh, they have, so they have some of the best insulation. Um, this So snow, like a lot of animals that live in cold areas, the snow doesn't melt when it lands on them. But yeah. they don't even start feeling the cold until it's 40 below zero Fahrenheit. Like, they are comfortable until then. That's insane. Y'all, if you could see my face right now. Both your faces. Salome's speechless. <laughs> uh, it was 40 above zero today Fahrenheit, and I was very cold, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about their diets as well, because there's some cool shit about their physiology that have to do with now, Do you mean diet. that metaphorically or literally? Metaphorically. <laughs> It's like, we promised Salome no butts. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so they are ruminants, which is that suborder of ungulates that have the multi-chambered stomachs. Right. So Makes sense. they eat, or cow. they spit it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they their preferred food is like grasses and sedges, which is a kind of grass. Um, they mm. love weeds, flowering plants, and even like leaves of woody plants. Um, which is pretty cool. So they're pretty diverse that way. Uh, and in winter, they also will eat like moss and lichen. But in winter, they eat a lot of dead grass, which really they don't get a lot of nutrition from. Um, in the summer, they're foraging for about 10 hours a day. And they're trying to build those extra fat layers and stuff to prep for winter like most wild animals do, right? But I'm going to share my screen again with you guys because... I want to show you they have a big hump on their back and remember the humps for um grizzly bears are to help them dig right all that muscle it's like muscle yeah so the humps in bison it is a lot of muscle but it's also bone so i'm going to show you so this is what a human's neck and backbone looks like right oh it's gonna be weird isn't it yeah it's gonna be real it's weird my guess is the cervical vertebrae are in the opposite direction, and that's what causes the hump. They're not in the opposite direction. They're just fucking gigantic. Oh, Jesus. That is creepy ass looking. I know. But look wow. how huge those are. Guys, this is a bison skeleton that Pam is showing us. It's almost like a rib cage. It's like the same... Um, uh, depth as like just posterior like does the rib cage yeah it's got it's like a dinosaur fin yes. on top almost it really does you know that thing about like we're putting bones together but maybe we're like putting <laughs> them together the wrong way yeah you know or like mixing um if these weren't alive i'd be like someone messed up here <laughs> like someone's getting fired in this museum Literally, again go to our socials this does not look good for their necks like they must have a lot of neck pain. <laughs> I feel like all four-legged animals, I would, I mean, obviously they're designed to, but I always look at them and think, oh, that must be really uncomfortable. No, and actually, Taika. so we're going to talk about that. So what that hump does is it's full of muscle to support that head and stabilize oh, okay. it. Right, Because their heads weigh between 50 and 75 pounds. Jesus Christ. Oh, so like between Buzz, my dog's weights. Buzz is like around 50. Yeah, they weigh as we'll much as like 65. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. their Jesus head. Christ. But here's the cool thing though. And another thing that those bones and muscle support does is in the winter, 
because they live in areas that get a lot of snow, they will use those big fucking heads to like plow the snow. So they'll sweep their heads back Literal and forth. Literal plows. That's to get so to the snow underneath or to get to the grasses underneath. That's pretty cool. Also, That's a very like functional head. Like, ouch. You know, like if you're snow blowing or mowing and you like hit a rock, like, but it's like, that would just hurt. Well, they're not going Sorry. like crazy. They're kind of just like sweeping. Um, so, and actually that brings up something also about winter time and especially with bison and Yellowstone. So Yellowstone has a lot of that superheated ground and around a lot of those thermal oh, areas. Right. Yeah. There's not snow in right. some spots, even in winter. So a lot of times bison will gather in these, you know, thermal areas and eat the grass that is not covered in snow. Now, the problem with that is they fall in. So they fall in because the crust on some of those thermal features is not very thick and humans fall in. And mm -hmm. so, of course, a 1500 pound mammal is going to fall in. But another thing is there are so many minerals that are coming up in those thermal areas. It completely degrades their teeth. So for the bison that hang oh. out in those areas in, in Yellowstone specifically, they don't live as long as the bison that, that makes sense because they literally Sad. couldn't eat yep. with like degraded teeth mm -hmm. it, that yeah, makes, which is crazy because really you would think the opposite you know it's, it seems almost like this like quasi paradise where it's like warmer and you're not dealing with you know yeah because of the geothermal features but it's the opposite wow so bison live in herds like we've been saying and they they actually will split into different bands within the herd and I don't mean like guitar and like we don't have a bison playing the drums <laughs> and the beetles. Broke Although up. I love the idea of a oh my bison. God, I'm picturing like beetles, haircuts on bison. Okay. Um, so these bands, uh, so That's bands will consist of females, which are called cows and their calves and the female and, and so the female calves will usually stay in that same band throughout their entire life. But around a year old, the male calves, the, the baby bulls, will break off and join other bands that are just bulls. So if you're driving through an area like South Dakota or Oklahoma or like Yellowstone, wherever there's big herds of bison, if you're seeing huge herds that are really close together, those are usually females. Those are usually sense. cow cow bison and then if you're seeing smaller groups with singular bison that are kind of staying a little bit away from each other but still in proximity th that's usually a band of bulls okay because because for most of the bison that are in areas with big predators like grizzly bears or wolves big bull bison almost never have to worry about a wolf or a bear coming after them. It's just not worth it. Um, the, the only exception is in the interior of Yellowstone, the Molly's pack is um, a wolf pack that is actually larger in size than uh, like each individual is a larger size wolf um, because over time they have adapted to elk leaving the park in winter and only bison staying so they have adapted and evolved over just not not evolved but over the course of you know 30 years to successfully hunt bison on a regular basis because that's all there is in the winter in that spot but for the most part 
big males, big bulls don't really have to worry about that. During the rut, they might because they're injured or they're slower or whatever. But in general, even a big pack of wolves isn't going to try to take down a big fucking bull bison. So that's why they kind of don't need to stay as clustered together as the cows and calves do. Didn't we watch, uh, wasn't there one time we went uh, uh, a couple wolves like stalking a little red dog? That's a baby bison, if you don't know. Um, oh, actually, I, I did not remember, so I appreciate that. I was like, a red dog. Or I might be confusing us with a video. <laughs> you probably are. We saw what we saw was um, the Junction Butte pack eating a dead bison. I thought we the saw them scopes. like trying to see if they like. Like testing the herd. Yeah. I don't think we did. Okay. The reason why I don't think we did is because I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, okay. Well, then that that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have seen a bison funeral, which was That's one cool. of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. What That's is very like, cool. What is that? So um, they will do what like elephants do, where if one of them dies, they will kind of circle around it and stay with it for a while before leaving. And in this case, this one died of, this was like a year and a half ago. This one died of natural causes or not, it wasn't predatory. Um, And we got to watch, we watched for like two hours and on this hillside was a dead bison and the other ones were kind of circling around it and hanging out with it. And there was 11, I think we saw 11 total wolves and like seven grizzlies were all basically just biding their time waiting to get in and feed on it and every now and then a grizzly or some of the wolves would go and try to scare the bison off and the bison would chase them off it was really it was hands down one of the coolest things i've ever seen that's so cool doesn't that classify as culture like i think so yeah Yeah. i'd say so because like i know we see that in primates and like cetaceans i think but like i feel like that would yeah. yeah, and they'll do it, like, if, um, you know, if something kills their babies, they will stay with it for a while God, before they sad. leave. I mean, that's beautiful it's, and yeah, sad. It's, like, sad. It's, it's just very... I honestly felt very honored. I mean, I I know like they didn't even know I was there. Right? But just we to were be like able a mile and that? a half away. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. That's a good word for it, right? To To witness something so intimate, it felt like. Right. And so meaningful. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That was just amazing. That was really cool. Once again, That's we are so not cool. the only ones with like rituals and shit. Like once again, For real. humans think we're so fucking smart and no, we just have tools and we're yeah. not the only ones who have those either. Right. Yeah. Or language. Or language. Yeah. So these bulls will stay. I don't even know how we got onto the um, <laughs> typical bison funeral, but um, around the time of the rut, which is the breeding season in like mid to late August, this is when the bulls will start to kind of mingle with bands of cows and calves, and they'll spar each other, and they wallow a lot. So and they'll they'll wallow all year. That's when they like roll around in the dirt. They'll do it all year to help keep insects off, but they do it a lot during the rut as like a show to other bulls. Oh. Like when teenage boys like <laughs> spray axe all over themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like the same thing? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very similar. Yeah. Bison axe. 
like a little email yeah. bison like Shh. yeah and actually god the first time i ever went to yellowstone we were in my my ex he had this little car he had a little mazda 3 and that's what we took there and it was during the bison rut and oh this male oh my god it was terrifying that's we got so into hayden dumb. valley and this this bull um had a cow with her calf and he's you know trying to do his thing and like blew her and all that shit and he got in the middle of the road right in front of us and was like bluff charging us and there was a line of cars behind us so we couldn't back up i thought we were gonna die i thought he was gonna Uh, destroy that little mazda three i was thought you were another bison i was like screaming at aaron i was like put it in reverse put it in reverse and he was like i can't there's cars behind me and i was like we're gonna fucking die like they do have good crash test ratings but i don't think they tested them against (laughs) bison (laughs) against bison that'd be the way right but yeah so that's kind of how how that reproduction works as as you start to notice as we talk about more animals a lot of these ungulates they have that that rut right Right. every year um and actually the bighorn sheep one is going on right now i like that we were at yellowstone during the elk rut because there were all these cool like bugling sounds yes and they're the like bugling cool is amazing sounds. Sounds. yeah oh they're otherworldly so yeah. yeah it's like a beautiful yeah. sound it's uh, beautiful yeah. and it gives me chills oh it gave yes. me chills too i kept asking pam i was like are you sure we're safe to camp and she was like it's an elk <laughs> <laughs> But yes, now I she mean, tells you the said, story about, you know, getting bluff charged by a bison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just I mean, elk. that being said, they are dangerous, right? Uh, yes, they can yes. be dangerous, but just camping in just camping in the park, like in a, a campground. <laughs> a bull elk isn't randomly just gonna come up and start trampling you if you're sleeping in your tent. I think I'm I don't I honestly don't know if I'll ever camp again. Does that sound bad? You're camping. You are camping with me in Yellowstone next summer. I will go to a cabin that has like reinforced walls, and I will sleep in a cabin. No, no, but I don't think I'll ever sleep in a tent again. In a tent. Do you guys want? I have those new cots, dude. They're so comfy. Are they? Can they protect me against a bear? Maybe I'll come out for this because I'm having FOMO already. We can do a live episode. That'd be so cool. Oh, we could we could record it in Yellowstone. Yeah. That'd be so cool. All right. So they, you know, they may seem large and docile or even clumsy sometimes, but do not let that fool you. They can run fucking fast. They're fast. They can run up to 35 miles an hour. They can jump tall fences and they can like twist really well. So they can like turn and fucking flip you in a heartbeat with their horns. Like they're Their bodies super are not agile. aerodynamic. Like they no, don't but look they're like gymnasts, but they like are. Has anyone yeah, ever done like an aerodynamic test on? You've seen those, right? Where it has like the. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> the help helps. Yeah, that would be that would be hilarious. And they might seem they might seem like they're just sitting there all cool, but they can you know turn in a heartbeat. So just don't fucking do it, okay? I just think don't. That's they are why... wild animals. I think that's why tourists like think they're like calm because they're like they'll walk through human areas because they don't give a fuck because like they could gore any of us at any point so we're not a threat so they'll yep. like walk through the boardwalks at yellowstone and they walk really slowly so like they don't seem like these dangerous animals but like 
most people don't realize just how quick they can turn. So they're mm -hmm. like, oh, selfie with the bison. And it's like, yeah. no, you got to get out of there. And it's definitely and they hurt. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say there's definitely, it's almost like normalized being in kind of touristy situations like that, where there's a lot of people and you know, people frequent that area. I think seeing mm -hmm. animals that are dangerous, you're like, oh, well, they're here and people come here all the time. So right, whatever's right. happening right now enough. must be safe, well, even if it's not. And that's that's also why people say, oh, you don't need to bring bear spray when you're walking around like those um, populated areas. And yeah, what was the number? Uh, one in 60 million almost your chances of getting attacked by a bear in those developed areas. But you don't want to find out. You don't want to be that one. And it's a very but easy thing to do to just have on. They you. use those all the time. OK, so this when the roads opened earlier this year, they closed down the entire mud volcano area where Dragonmouth is because a sow and her two cubs were walking all over the boardwalks for like three days straight. Um, last year, when my family came down from Alaska, we walked around the boardwalks at Biscuit Basin. And about an hour after we left, there was a sow and cubs on the boardwalk at Biscuit Basin. And Biscuit Basin is right by Old Faithful, where... It's the, people, it's the most developed area outside of Mammoth, which is the headquarters. Um, well, yeah. like you don't want to find out if that bear is docile enough. You don't want to like, find out. And the snakes bison, are high. Like, bison injure more people in Yellowstone than all the other animals combined. Oh, I believe so, that. Just they're don't. not nice animals. No. Like, they're nice animals, but they're not nice. I was like, that's rude. <laughs> just because you have one bad experience. I'm just kidding. There's this joke that guides tell that at this point, it's like the first time I heard it, I thought it's funny, but at this point it's like nails on a chalkboard to me because I will very frequently be like set up with a scope watching a bear do something or watching wolves or whatever. And there'll be like guides around me giving tours. Right. Um, but one of the things that they say is uh, with bison, if they lift up their tail, they're either going to charge or discharge. <laughs> you said no butts. And Salome's mad because we talked about butts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you promised. That's the only butt talk. So yeah, and you know what? Why don't we just we'll we'll, we'll end it with that with some butt talk. End it with the end. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And I'm really looking forward to next week when we talk more about their plight and kind of their history in this country uh, with humans, because that's that's really the important parts, right? That I wanted to get some basics out of the way, uh, but bison are our national mammal, you know. They're and pretty they, cool. Yeah, we are they. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did Did you know that, Charlotte? No. Oh, that was uh, Obama's doing. You don't know that. Oh. So pretty recent. Um, okay, so last week I fucked up the ceiling game and I did not do sea. It was supposed to be sea otters, not polar bears. So I'm going to leapfrog last week's grizzlies. And this week it is would you rather have a bison or a sea otter fall through your ceiling? Obviously a sea otter. Although they have gotten turned into assholes lately because we're killing all the adults. So the, the kids don't know how to act. So they don't get good socialization. So it's like, stop killing sea otters, y'all. But mm -hmm. I feel like- And I'd be pissed if I was a sea otter and I saw a human. Oh, for sure. So which one would you pick, Salome? So I, oh, sorry. You said, you already <laughs> said, you said sea otter. Okay, I just wanted to finish my reasoning. But do you want to say why? Oh, I okay. would rather get gored by a sea otter than by bison. 
Can you be gored by a sea otter? <laughs> I mean, they can Not headbutt you. Put on like a spiky hat. <laughs> I would rather be headbutted by a sea otter than a bison. And you'd have less <laughs> home repair afterward. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much less. Can you imagine the damage a bison would do in about two seconds of falling through uh, your ceiling? What about you, Salome? So I feel like I would pick a uh, bison. I have a reason but for you to pick with the condition that like it's like helicoptered in like airlifted into <laughs> like a giant skylight that I have in my ceiling or something so I don't have to fix the ceiling. Um cuz if it can't hurt me I, I don't know. Oh also cuz Buzz is that way. Salome's dog looks like a he looks like a baby a red bison. Dog. A baby bison. Okay, but also um, can we clarify yeah. whether the bison throwing father. the bison falling through the ceiling is an adult or is it a red dog? Because that might change my answer. I was thinking an adult. I think we could pick, right? But red dogs are fucking cute. I pick baby bison. I think I pick baby bison. Baby bison doesn't get hurt. Okay, sea otter over adult bison, but baby bison over sea otter. Okay, I think I would pick a bison, regardless. Tell us why. Uh, Because I don't live by any water, and I want them to survive and thrive. Isn't that what you said for one of the other ones yeah. for like polar bears that you're like, I don't live near the ice or something? I like said that. it for like sea otters and something else. But but in this scenario, you could have like a gorgeous like houseboat or something, you know. And I, just like okay, I would still pick a bison because my mom is coming to town in two weeks and she would love to have <laughs> a pet so bison. Happy. <laughs> so would you pick a red dog or an adult? Oh, a uh, red dog, absolutely. Baby yeah, bison are I mean, fucking adorable. They're so cute. They are so cute. Your mom would be so... Like, I cannot explain to you guys just how much Pam's mom loves bison. Like, she would be beside herself. She would, like, she drives. We should get her, like, a little bison stuffy. She ha- I got her one. She oh, she will drive two hours from where she lives in Alaska to go to Delta Junction to stand at a pullout and watch the bison through binoculars. <laughs> yeah, she loves them. You are your mother's child. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't do that for bison, though. She really is her mother's child. Like, they are so similar. <laughs> Which it's is funny because she... I didn't live with her as a kid or a teenager. Yeah, I know. Like a little kid I did, but... From the age of nine on, it's more like your like some of your interests align. No, our mannerisms are the same. We talk the same, like literally everything. Like we, you met my mom very briefly, but you'll see in a few weeks when we come down for Christmas. Like it's like uncanny. There is so mm-hmm. much about us that is just fucking identical. Yeah, it's very very weird. That's so cute. Oh, that's adorable. All right, well, look forward to next week when we can talk about all that other cool shit. You can email us at bearsandbrewspodcast at gmail.com. We are Bears and Brews Podcast on Facebook, Insta, Threads, and Bears Brews Pod on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Which I decided I'm no longer saying the new Like name. the artist formerly oh. known as Prince? Yes. The platform formerly known as Twitter. It's kind of the same, right? Because it's just like a symbol now. Yeah. And he was like a symbol. I'm down with that. All right. Uh, And thank you to Christian Mills for the music. If you are in Utah, he's playing a sweet little New Year's Eve Eve gig at Lake Effect. Uh, I forgot the name of it for a second. (laughs) Um, So go check that out. 
Also, New Year's Eve. I know. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We're grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you. Everyone, almost every one of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>